Hola mi gente y bienvenidos a Self Love y Vino. Mi nombre es Shumari and I'm your host. Self Love y Vino es un podcast bilingüe dedicated to this hard thing we call life. Ser una mujer fuerte hoy en día no significa that we have everything under control. It simply means we embrace the changes y que luchamos para seguir adelante día a día. Hablaremos de motherhood, social expectations versus reality, friendship y mucho más. I'm a mom of four teens, corporate professional, I'm also a crafting lover, entrepreneur, military vet, an avid traveler, and now the host and creator of this podcast, because why not challenge my limits a little bit more? Todos necesitamos self-care and self-love, but how to achieve that? Compartiré como día a día sobrepaso obstáculos as I currently go through one of the hardest moments of my life. Every day I make a choice to get up, be kind to myself, love myself, and self-care in different ways. When there's a will, there's a way, right? Acompáñame con un poquito de vino, café o té. Y como decimos en mi isla bella de Puerto Rico, ¡vamos ya! So, welcome everybody. This is episode 12 of Self Love Vino. Uno, dos. <laughs> take two. Take, take 15, actually. <laughs> Um, today I'm with my, con mi amiguita Angelis. Angelis, um, we've been friends for over 20 something years, but our friendship has gotten closer and stronger within, I would say, the last 10, 15. Yeah. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you for I having me. And I can't wait to have this discussion with you. So today's episode, it's about motherhood, but in a very specific manner, I guess. Ya cuando uno tiene hijos que son jóvenes adultos, young adults, parenting is so different from anything that we have had to do raising them to that point. So, cuando mi hija mayor ya cumplió su mayoría de edad, hubieron tantas cosas que cambiaron que yo me tuve que preguntar a mí misma, what is being a mom? to me like what what do I consider that being a mom is or should be so after a lot of thought and prayer I basically came down to providing safety love and direction to my children I'm very strong just soy me worst credit right so when I fail at any of those things and I feel oh my god I'm a terrible mother those feelings consume me and I know I can't take that approach to fix it but that's just how I feel um, and everybody tells me all the time oh you're such a good mom you know I wish I, I had you as a mom when I was growing up you're so fun blah 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 but I'm not always fun I'm not always happy I'm not always feeling like I'm a great mom either even if I think I'm doing what I need to do to shape them into good adults So I go through the grieving process, right? When I feel like I failed, I go through the shock, the sadness, the denial, the anger, and eventually the acceptance, healing from that. And then that's how I try to be a better parent. So I do think that as a mom of multiple kids, it's been harder on maybe my daughter because ella fue la primera. Yeah, y uno está como que aprendiendo como ser un, un buen padre. No que yo haya failed a propósito, But unfortunately, it's just part of the process of being a new mom and being a new wife and, you know, having a career and being busy and doing a million things all the time. 
So unfortunately, I guess in that sense, it's also hard for the kids to to be the first or second child in the family because it's it's harder. We're more immature. We don't really know exactly what we're doing. We're trying our best. And I speak for, for you and I, because I'm sure you, you, you know, you do just as much work into it as I do. So that's what I, that was my definition of what being a mom to me is. And I guess that's the foundation that will bring this conversation together. Porque cuando ya los muchachos están grandes, it's a whole different monster. And unless you've experienced that yourself, there's nothing anybody can possibly tell you that could bring any kind of idea of what you're going to have to deal with. Es bien difícil ser madre de, de, de young adults en esta generación también. Porque los muchachos se creen que se lo merecen todos sin ningún tipo de trabajo. Y I would never agree to that. I, and that's not something I'm willing to, to be flexible on. So your thoughts, Angelis. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot. So I'll start with introducing a little bit of who I am. I, my name is Angelise, and I have four children. The ages range from one that's about to be 21 this month in a matter of a week and three that are ages eight, uh, 10 and five. And I have to say slowly because I have to remember because <laughs> when you're a mother of multiples, <laughs> I mean, I think when you're a mother anyway, but, and, and I think it, when you're a woman, everybody forgets things, right? But when you're right. a mother of multiples. I mean, just yesterday I was at the pharmacy and I was getting a medication for my youngest, Amelia, and the lady's like, date of birth. And I'm like, oh my God. Give me a second. <laughs> and I, I do this a lot with her specifically. She's my last one. Um, for those of you that don't know, I lost a child between her and my son, who's now eight. Um, so, and the birth dates of my child that I lost and Amelia are in the same month. Mm -hmm. And Amelia was early. Her due date was actually April. So she wasn't supposed to be a March baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even though it's been five years, I still have a hard time remembering. And, and her birthday's three, um, 18, 17. So, I mean, I just switched the 18, 17 constantly. <laughs> anyway, she's five. Um, motherhood you know, to me has changed the meanings. You know, when I was younger, you and I were both young moms. Mm -hmm. We had similar experience where um, our children are from our first relationships, not from the one that we ended up getting married with. Correct. So it's a, it's a different little bit of a ball game. You know, I focused so much, one, on raising and keeping this child safe because I was a single mom. Mm -hmm. So safety was, you know, our, my number one concern and making sure that, you know, he was fed and taken care of. But I was a young mom and I, I didn't know a lot. And at the time, my focus was on what I knew, and I focused on academics. My focus was making sure my child knew how to read, write, everything. I didn't think of so many other things. I mean, yeah, of course, I taught him right and wrong, you know, manners and all that other stuff. But now, you know, that I am 41 years old and I see the world we're living, because that's another thing, the world that we were raising, Layla and Angel. Mm -hmm back then is different than where our children are now, our younger children, and even them. So I've changed a lot in the way I, I raise my kids. I now focus more on the mental health part, on the coping with life, on, you know, you and I have talked about meditation and all kinds of stuff, but focusing on that. The academics will come, but still getting them ready for the real world. One of the things that I've learned is that we're not raising kids for us. 
they're not going to always live with us. So when we're raising our kids, we have to keep in mind that we're raising them for whatever world is in now, not the world our parents raised us in, because that's a whole different ballgame, not the world that we think they should be raised in, because that's another thing. We might have our belief system, right? But doesn't mean that we have to push that on our children. We have to navigate through our own beliefs mm -hmm. and the way we were raised mm -hmm. and our own traumas to then mold this child to have their own personalities and their own experiences and, and learn on their own. And that's tough, that's tough. And I'm sure the next generation, our own children's kids will have their own set of problems, but we're dealing with ours right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, raising that age group that we are discussing more today, which is the older age group, it's hard. It's really, really difficult. You know, you think when they're toddlers, but you know, when they're toddler, they're yours. You can tell them what to eat, what to think, what to do, where to move. I mean, some of them, if you get a girl like Amelia, you're not telling her anything. <laughs> you're not telling her anything. You're not telling her what to wear. You what can to tell eat. her whatever you want. Doesn't you matter. Get that done. <laughs> uh, she's already wise behind her years. Oh, she's, That's the way she, I look. She's always life. been wise. Yes, always. She, in fact, the other day I was telling her and my other daughter, I said, you guys, teach me so much it's so funny but it's different than when you're raising teenagers and young adults mm -hmm. because they have a mind of their own and I say this a lot to a lot of parents when they ask me for advice because I you know raising a lot of kids people ask for advice is just know and I read this in an article and I and it stuck with me and I agree with it you raise children they're yours to raise until they hit preteen teenage years at that point the people that are raising your children are their peers. So if you haven't set a good foundation by then, it's not that you're too late. It's just going to be harder. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's already going to be hard. hard. It's already going to be hard, right. but it's going to be harder because you want your children to have that foundation to come back to whatever it is that you wanted them to learn. Mm -hmm. before. But the real world isn't when they're 18, 20. The real world hits when those kids leave your house and start going to school. Yeah. So... And start being they're exposed to everybody else's way of being and not that our way of being is the only perfect correct mm -hmm. one absolutely not what i'm saying but you know standards are different and people have different ways of seeing different things so that's when they have to that's when the foundation has to be really strong so that when somebody comes to them in a manner that's not doesn't correlate with our own values then they can make the decision to you know go one way or the other exactly pero pues esa esa es como tú dices cuando los muchachos empiezan a ir a la escuela that's when that's when it kind of you know gets out of our hands and all we can do is try to be the best advisors for our kids exactly and having that trust is, is important, you know, and, and even then it can backfire, you know, we're, I'm a, we're both experienced situations with our children right now, with our older children, our older child, um, that, you know, it wasn't something that I was expecting. Mm -hmm. You know, my son has decided to move out and do his own thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way that it's being done. It's not the way that I expected it to be done. Mm -hmm. And it's really difficult to have to sit back and watch your child make mistakes that you know mm -hmm. are mistakes that are going to haunt him or mm -hmm. very They're going to cost them. And it will cost them. And he'll overcome it because I talk about the foundation, though I, if I could go back and I knew what I knew now at 41, I would have 
been raising Angel a little different than what I'm raising my children now. But, you know, I, I'm not hard on myself on that. We're already hard as moms. Like you mentioned earlier, we already feel the guilt all the time. We already feel that we're not doing enough, that we're not giving enough. But if if I can talk about a woman who's a little bit on the other side of this now, because I already raised one child from baby to almost adulthood mm-hmm. and see it on the other side of where where I thought I did absolutely everything I could. I worked as hard as I possibly could with what I had, resources, information, and help because I didn't. I did this on my own for a long time until my husband came into the picture. And even then, him and I were alone doing this. Mm-hmm. I know I did the best that I could. So in the matter of three months, I'm learning one of the biggest lessons of my life as a mother and in motherhood, where I will do the best that I can with my younger ones, and that's just going to have to be enough. And if it's not, then as I like to joke, I will pay for therapy (laughs) for whoever needs it. Right, right. Right. But the reality is we have to be okay with that because that's all we can do is the best that we can. Right. More than that. And even then, sometimes as moms, we do so much more that then our body starts feeling it and then it's harder. So in the last three months in my 40s, I'm learning the best lessons in life that what I give is enough at this point. And my children are going to have to understand that they have everything they need. Honestly, anything more is just spoiling them. And it's just me being feeling that guilt that we feel as moms. Right. right. So experiencing the situation with Angel, not that I, you know, you and I were talking about this before we started mm-hmm. filming or whatever, recording. Not that I think my son owes me anything, but I definitely think, and no, and, and we, we talked about this a lot. I think society talks about this where children are asked to come into this world. And though I agree with that, we are not asked to come into this world. Our children do not ask us to have them, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of choices in this world. And I chose to raise our ch- my children. Mm-hmm. I, I could have taken the easy way out and done something different and not mm-hmm. raised him. And I did. And it wasn't something he asked me to do, but I did it because I loved him and I will always love him. But saying, saying something like that, I mean, I'm not saying that's exactly what's happening in our relationship between us and our children, but of I'm course. just saying like in general, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. When, when a child says that to a parent, that's cruel. That's because I mean, yeah, you didn't, you didn't choose to come to this world yet the love was so much that I decided to keep you, raise you, bring you up, give you the best of myself for you to come to me and tell me something as hurtful as that. And then that takes me to my, to, to my next point. Cuando los muchachos son young adults, yeah, cuando están en esa edad de 18, 19, 20, 21, quizás hasta 22, ellos se creen que lo saben todo. Mm-hmm. Y ellos se creen que ya ellos trabajan, they make their own money and they can pay their own bills and that, that's it, that makes me an adult. And part of being an adult is that, absolutely. But that is not everything that being an adult is. Respecting your parents should be number one. The respect towards a parent, whether you agree with them or not, should always be honored. And the fact that this generation thinks that it's okay to disrespect us. And by disrespecting, I don't mean, oh, vino donde mí, me gritó, me metió una galleta, me metió un zapato. No, that's not what I mean. 
because that's the one day I will go to jail. You, you come at me, you're trying to hit me. Oh boy, you oh, better you better yeah. hold on to something exactly. mighty because I'm coming for you. But you know, I'm I'm blessed with great kids, but disrespect is not just physical or not just yelling. Disrespect is also the words that you choose to say to your parents just because we might not necessarily agree with what you're doing or saying. There's ways to say things. I'm being cruel and being mean. It's not, it's not okay. And the hardest part for me in this whole process, because Lena is 19, so she's only been an adult, not even for two minute. years. For one minute. Right. So the okay. hardest part for me is to have to forgive so much, so often, because no matter what my kids do, I will forgive them. That oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. In this world, whatever they do, I will forgive them. However, don't confuse that with me not setting boundaries. So I will set the boundaries. I will forgive you. The hardest part of that for me, because you know I hold grudges, is forgiving knowing that she doesn't fully understand how much it takes for me to forgive her because the disrespect and the hurt was so deep but she won't get that she won't understand it until she's an adult like a real adult you know later in her 20s when she has her own kids <laughs> Ooh, take take 752 <laughs> This is what motherhood means. Oh my gosh. I mean, if this is not motherhood, I don't know what is. Right? <laughs> like how many times all those mothers are probably screaming at the podcast right now. How many times have we said put laundry in the laundry in the in the in the washer walked away remember the next day son. So pasa todo el tiempo. So take Anyway, what I was saying was the hard part for me in this adult young adult parenting face of mine is having to forgive her or him, whoever, knowing that they don't quite understand the la profundidad del dolor que causaron. Pero eso es algo que ellos no van a entender hasta que tengan que 25, 30 años, hasta que tengan sus hijos, hasta que les, les pase una cosa similar. Y entonces ellos digan, diantre, esto es lo que mami estaba hablando, esto es lo que mami decía. Y aún así, ella me perdonaba. Y aún así, mami me seguía ayudando. So for me, it's hard because I hold grudges, man. So this stage is taking a lot of self-growth and a lot of patience and love, unconditional love. So, so just like you are, as you had said, you hold grudges. I'm a little bit of the opposite. I mm -hmm. forgive way too quickly and too fast and for, and too many times. Mm -hmm. That's my extreme, right? It's two different extremes. Mm -hmm. And this season of my life, I'm learning not to, not necessarily not forgive because as a Christian, I believe in forgiveness, mm -hmm. but not to forget and, and, and accept that behavior because one thing is forgiveness, right? You know, we're going to forgive because we love our children unconditionally. We're going to forgive 
a lot of behavior because we understand it comes with the age. It comes with whatever trauma they have themselves have, because mm -hmm. we know that they've also had their own set of traumas, but it doesn't mean that, I mean, for me, at least in my situation, there are some things that I'm forgiving just because of the age and the situation, not because forgiven has been asked for. Right. Because that's another big lesson. You don't need, you can't, you don't need to forgive. You don't need someone to say, I'm sorry to forgive. At least we have to learn because we're not going to get it. I mean, the right thing is that we give the, I'm sorry, right? But the reality mm -hmm. is, especially from this age group right now and, and the situation we're in, we're not going to get the sorries mm -hmm. right now. So we have to learn to forgive without the sorries, without them already learning the lesson. We have to understand that and, and understand that we probably put our parents through similar things at one point or another. And you're right. Es que lo que yo sí puedo decir, hay gente que me dice eso. And I'm sure I did, because yo soy bien diferente a mis papás. Pero yo no fui una mala persona. Yo no fui una mala hija. Uh -huh. Lo que pasa es que yo siempre he sido free-spirited and they didn't understand that. Uh -huh. Y siempre me tenían agarrar igualdad y yo no podía hacer nada. So compara, uh -huh. tú que me conoces de high school, compara uh -huh. como yo me crié, Mm -hmm. Y ahora compara como mis hijos are being raised by me. Y dime si esos no son dos extremos opuestos. Y, y es el, lo, eh, tienes toda razón. Eso es lo mismo que that I struggle with con el hijo mío. Empiezo contigo. Definitivamente. Tú eras la niña que no podías hacer nada. Nada. Que no, todas nosotras íbamos al molo, inocentemente íbamos al cine, inocentemente nos quedamos en la casa because we were very innocent growing up. Mm -hmm. And you were the child that was not allowed to do anything. You have given your children an opportunity because you were able to learn from that. And they are able to live what I believe is a normal childhood mm -hmm. and a normal teenage year, having friends, being able to go out, being able to explore, being able to really learn who they are. Mm -hmm. You know, and the same thing in my house, you know, I didn't grow up like that. I did have more liberties, but, you know, my parents were divorced by the, by, before I left the house. When I left, that's one of the reasons or the reason I left. I wasn't in a happy home anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, my son can't say that. You know, my husband and I have a strong, happy marriage. You know, it ain't easy, yeah, but it's not. a strong marriage. And we're happy and we're loving parents. He's not living in a chaos, chaotic world. So it's been a hard pill to swallow to hear some of the accusations. Some of the things I also have to listen and, and say, you know, maybe you're right. You know, but again, I go back to what I said earlier to you. We do the best that we can with what we know and what we have. And like you said, I did my things. I left my house, but I wasn't cruel to my mother mm -hmm. and my father. And I think I was a good daughter as well with the circumstances I was in. I, I probably wasn't the best and I'm sure I did hurt my mom. I was a young mom as well. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure the news didn't come easy to my mom and, and I take responsibility for that, but I wasn't cruel and I wasn't mean and I wasn't disrespectful in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, where I think we're living in a different situation right now, both you and I, mm -hmm. where we have been, you know, I don't want to talk for you, but I have been disrespected, I feel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also feel like it's important to give space to grow. You know, we have given our children years of space to grow since they're babies, because my God, it's not easy. Hmm. My God, you know, that little saying, and I know some people hate it, that toddlers are little assholes, you know. They are. <laughs> They, 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 it's not easy. It's not easy. gangsters. They're emotional like, gangsters, man. And, and they don't know any better. It's our job to, right. but 
when you yourself never learned to manage your own feelings, because that's how our generation is. Most of us didn't learn that, mm -hmm. you know, and the same thing in teenagers. It ain't easy. It's not. Um, so I'm easy on myself as a mother, but that has taken years. So any young that mother takes growth. that takes, takes growth, growth experience mm -hmm. and years and any young mothers listening know that it doesn't matter whether you feed the carrots or the broccoli or the cupcake that day, it's not going to make a difference. Your child will still accuse you of being a bad mother. <laughs> Your child will still accuse you of not giving enough choices. It doesn't so matter if you put on bed 10 million outfits. Right, it doesn't right. matter. They're not going to remember. That birthday that you're killing yourself over and staying overnight, excuse me, they're not going to fucking remember. Because <laughs> the day that they come to throw in your face, but we learned that we don't do it for us. And you know what? They might not remember, but this is what I think. They don't remember, but it, it is shaping them to be the humans they're going to be. Exactly. They'll be better parents because they saw us being good parents. Mm -hmm. They'll give their children choices, even though they think it was their idea, because that's what they had at home. So when someone tells me that my, oh, your son is so great. Really? He moved out like that? Mm -hmm. I say, yeah, because that's what I taught him. What you're seeing out there, that's what I did. That's what we did here. I created that. That's what I created. The mouth that's coming out of him, that's what his stupid peers created. Mm -hmm. right. 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 So, it's so we, no, go ahead, go ahead. And I say that jokingly, but there's some truth behind it, right? Yes. Like, I love the compliments. Your son's so well behaved. Wow, but he's doing something great. He is. You, you know why he is? You're welcome. <laughs> For real. You're welcome. I, I did that. Me. I did that. We did that as parents. And it's, it's so different between, between, you know, younger children and teenagers. Because when they're younger, yeah, we're exhausted. We are broke. We're mm -hmm. sleep deprived. We're tired. Did I say exhausted already? Let yeah. me say it again. We're exhausted. dragging. We can barely keep our life together. And then all of that, what it does is it puts a lot of strain in the marriage. So then you're on top of having to deal with tiredness and sleep deprivation and you know también tienes que bregar con que tu marido está de mal humor que hay que cocinar que hay que limpiar o es si está en divorcio o si tiene un marido que no te ayuda o sea estamos también. hablando de que tú y yo en, en esos momentos we had help right mm -hmm. yo, yo tengo un marido que es all hands on tú sabes mm -hmm. pero esa mujer es que no Exacto. es tema de motherhood because motherhood para nosotras es diferente a otras mujeres sí sí también, sí not to dig into a whole nother podcast or probably a whole nother person running a podcast, right? <laughs> but <laughs> how about those mothers in different countries? What motherhood looks like for them? Yeah. You know, we're yeah. talking about, we live in a country where we're free to really raise our kids however we feel like. Free quotes. air quotes. So air quotes, mm -hmm. right? To, to raise our kids how we want to and say what we want to and scream to the schools and the, the, the things and even our own husbands. You know, mm -hmm. I have the liberty that I'm able to tell my husband, oh, I don't like that either. Or he has the right to tell me mm -hmm. where there's some cultures that they can't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just, you know, motherhood is hard. So it's bien difícil en ese aspecto cuando están más pequeño. And then they, with teenagers, they can tell you what's wrong. They can, they can put it together if they choose to tell you. It's like an alien takes over their body and their hormones and their emotions are all over the place. And then on top of that, you add today's society. On top of it all, it's hard being a good mom to teenagers because you can be the type of mom that just chooses to let go and just not worry about it because it's constant work. 
constantly. So I've had to learn the balance between being approachable, but still be a parent. I will always discipline them in whatever manner I think is the best way. It might not be the perfect way every time and others might not agree with it. And I might doubt myself sometimes, but nobody in this world would ever have their best interest at heart more than me. And communication is key. That mm -hmm. opens doors to everything else. Pero da mucho trabajo llegar ahí. Mm -hmm. Es bien difícil. It, it takes an effort, like a real effort from parents and role models in that child's life to shape them to be good, kind, empathetic people. Porque hay tanta maldad en el mundo, hay tanto muchacho malcriado en el mundo que they might, and even on TV shows and movies, and they see that, I, it's hard for us, the good parents, to reel that in and say, hey, listen, we're not, we're not accepting that. We're not doing that here. Ah, we roll. Y los muchachos saben límite. Los muchachos saben límite porque Marielis ahorita mismo me mandó un mensaje preguntándome algo y ella me lo preguntó y después me dijo but I totally understand if you say no I, I, I see I can understand why you would say no I'm like why are you appreciate you asking me but that, uh, that comes from without me being in your house right that comes from my assuming that when you were unlike our parents didn't do and it's not to talk crap about our parents right it's no pero otra, otra... Uh, it's the way we raise our kids now where when at least for me when i'm reprimanding my children when i am it's not even reprimanding to me it's a lesson you know it's right. a teachable moment i don't just tell them hey you can't do that you know the other day we had this conversation with lucas i said to him you know i don't remember what the the, the exact context was but mm -hmm. we were talking about him being safe and he's like i just don't understand i set him down i said listen i get it it's hard because you want to go do that and you're adamant that you can do it that your body can handle it i said but as your parent who is 41 years older than you know i'm older than you right I'm going to tell you that if you do that, you're going to fall and get hurt and blah, blah, blah. My job is to keep you safe. So I no longer just say no because I said so. Though I will say there are times, I'm not going to lie, after five, five times telling you, you're going to die if you do that. <laughs> right. I just say, you know what, because I freaking said so. But for the most part, we try to give explanations. So when they get to teenage years, they themselves can problem solve mm -hmm. and say, you know what, I'm going to ask anyway because I really want to do this. But I know, knowing my mom, Knowing the way we run our household exactly. and knowing right from wrong, it's not the right, it's probably going to be a no. And she's right. Right. So I love that. And I will tell you as a child, I grew up that my mom did try her best to explain certain things to me. There were times that I was in situations and I was like, mm, this is what my mom was talking about. Mm -hmm. This is, this is, this is what she's been preparing. This is what she meant. Yeah. And so I hope our kids take that with them because it does work when you have that foundation. It mm -hmm. does work. But you have to have it. You know, another thing that we have that our generation, our parents didn't have is social media and internet. Huh. You know, when we're talking about young kids and self-control and all that, and, mon you know, it's hard because you want to have them, you know, this whole privacy thing. You know, when I was being raised, there was no such thing as privacy. Mm -hmm. You know? Exacto. There were times I had no door on my, on my bedroom because I had, you know, stepped over boundaries that I deserve no more privacy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But now we have a monster in our home that it doesn't matter if the doors are closed or not. Yep. It lives in the kids' phones and computers, laptop, and the earlier we give it, the harder it will be for us. Exactly. Actually, it's hard. 
when Angel was a teenager, I had to monitor all this stuff on his phone and apps and like, and then they high ship from you. It's like, what do you do? But at the end of the day, you have to start with foundation. Yeah. Yeah, so difficult. Because the one who was doing all this here was Pedro. And now he's not. Ahora tengo yo que encima de con todo lo que estoy bregando también aprendo, o sea, no es que yo sea computer illiterate. No, but that's I, can't, I know my way around technology, but clearly I'm not as efficient at it as he is. So it takes extra effort on my part to do that. And I could literally choose to say, you know what? Screw it. It's one more thing I need to worry about. I'm not going to do it, but I can't in good conscience say that I would be a good mom if I didn't, if I didn't do everything I need to do to keep them safe. It's not safe. And a whole different one is somebody introducing to themselves to our kids as, as another girl or as a, as a, you know, a young person. Yeah, somebody else. But it's not some creep in the basement. Exactamente, exactamente. Yeah, because no, y no es hasta que están embollados hasta la coronilla, porque tú sabes que cuando estos muchachos se enamoran se ponen pendejos. Excuse mm. my French. Mm. They don't hear nobody. Nobody. I was young y yo también fui pendeja. So it's not like I'm insultando <laughs> a los jóvenes. Yo también me incluyo en el insulto. This is why we know. This is why we know. It's not because we weren't. Because exactly. We y la cosa es que nosotros bregamos con un monstruo diferente. Mm -hmm. Ellos bregan con, porque nosotros la realidad, teenagers, we didn't have the technology that they have now. Know, you know, it's like you said, we teach them right from wrong, but there are things that they're not going to know for their age. Exactly. Things that they're not going to read on, like realizing. It's like one of the things I always, do, always teach my son when he became of age where he possibly could start having sex and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not enough to ask a girl her age. It's just not, especially when you're 18. It's not. You have to find. You have to look at her license mm -hmm. and take a picture of it at this point, because right. if it's a fake ID, at least you tried. Right. 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 right, right. Protect you. But you know, an example like that, like it's just not enough. Yeah. And so, funny you say that. I always taught Sammy, not necessarily. Well, the girls, yes, but for different reasons. But my son, yo le enseñé que nunca se quedara solo con una niña, not because algo le puede pasar a él pero por lo mm -hmm. que esa niña pueda decir que pasó y no pasó. Mm -hmm. Because hay niñas allá afuera que, <ríe> perdonando la palabra y la expresión, mm -hmm. están sueltas como gavetes. Mm -hmm. Así es. Y entonces van y dicen que el muchacho de uno le hizo algo. Mm -hmm. And then how do, how do we fix this now? Because it's her word, her word against your word. Y la realidad es que la sociedad todavía... Well, and not that they shouldn't, because, you know, when it's true, we need to be sí, sí, real. Sí. You have to learn to protect yourself before anything can even be doubted or insinuated. Don't put yourself in any positions that could potentially hurt you. You know, it's crazy how we're talking, Jimari. We jump from one thing to another. But again, this is motherhood. For anyone listening... It's so many things that we jump from what, I mean, we could have an entire podcast of just social media and, 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 and raising children from not just, just yesterday I was talking to a parent about this. I had a sleepover of my 10 year old daughter, she had three kids, three, we had three girls spend the night mm -hmm. and I was taking pictures and videos and I asked the girls first, are you okay with me taking pictures and videos of you girls? Mm -hmm. They were cheerleading and painting, you know, doing fun mm -hmm. girl stuff. 
then when the parents got there, I said, I love to post on Facebook. Are I took these pictures. Are you guys okay? I asked the girls to, you know, more, I know these parents already, but for, you know, because otherwise I wouldn't have taken a picture ahead of time, sure. right? Of course. It, it, these girls have been at my house many times, but it's one of the things that we talk about. I even talked to my children about it, about, you know, if you're not okay, if a parent is taking a picture of you, you can say no. Mm-hmm. These are things that our parents didn't have to worry about. I mean, maybe they did, but there wasn't social media like there is now. Claro, claro, no a ese nivel. Yo ni me acuerdo a mi papá en ningún momento diciendo a mí, no dejes que alguien te tome una foto. Nunca. Mm-hmm. There was things that they told me, but nunca. Eso lo, yo me acuerdo que eso me dijeran. Mm-hmm. But now we have to think about that. Exacto. Because what are they teaching them boundaries and teaching them yeah. that it's okay to say no. Exactly. So motherhood is, there's the definition of it could be a million podcasts. You could have a whole series of, <laughs> of motherhood, you know, and, and interview all the other mothers, you know, because right. I mean, there's the whole thing of feeding them. What do you feed them nowadays? I mean, it's so funny. Well, did you see the video that I posted on Facebook about Sammy seeing me in the dress? In oh the- my God. We could have a whole podcast about that because <laughs> I have it. I have a seven-year-old that does the same thing to me. Oh my God, it was the, the first time he actually me. reacted. I mean, he's, he always says comments here and there because you know how I dress. Yes, yes, so, yes. Like, you know, sexy, but classy. I'm not yes, trying to, to to be anything I'm not. But Very appropriate. Sammy, Sammy se vuelve loco y se vuelve bien ocho. And I had somebody tell me, 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 preocupa, la, me preocupa que tu hijo se se exprese así, pero yo creo que él tiene tiempo todavía como para cambiar. Y yo me yeah. quedé como que, wait, what? Eso me supo bien, bien sour. Because I was like, I, I love the fact that my son, que me cela, y que él me presta atención de lo que yo me pongo, que me, que me siga celando el resto de la vida. Like, I don't think that's a problem. I don't, I don't, I, I read it too. I saw what it was and I agree with you. You know, my, my seven, my eight-year-old uh-huh. um, made a comment yesterday because I, now that the cat's out of the bag, you know, I'm coming to Florida. <laughs> Surprise! And, and I'm trying clothes on for the trip because girl, I'm going to be sexy too because, you know, I lost all this weight, not to talk about body shaming. I'm not, but I love my body as it is. Yeah, good I, for you. I loved it through, I've loved it through motherhood and I'm loving it now. It's, I've mm-hmm. lost some weight, not that I wanted to lose the weight, but you know what had happened? I'm going to embrace it. Mm-hmm. So I had to buy new outfits and I can wear a little bit, you know, sexier clothes. Hey. So he saw me and he made a comment and I just laughed. And, you know, I see both points. I I think that if you explain it, Sammy is not the type of kid right. who is really saying to you, don't wear that, don't leave this house. And then my right, kid, right, right, right. <laughs> joking around with you he's being protective because you're his mom right i know for a fact because i know you how you raise your children if you were to ever hear him telling oh. his girlfriend oh girl what to wear, what? you would put your down immediately okay. so <laughs> the people that are listening there is a difference between a son and a mother having that kind of relationship because up to all recently i had that with my oldest son exactly. i'll pause for right now because i know our relationship would get back to where it was <laughs> um but it's nice that because they're just protecting us and they're just looking out for us. Oh, I love it. I love it. I don't mind that one bit. I mean, I'm still going to wear the dress. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so it's not like he's stopping me from, from doing me, right? And that's another lesson on its own, if you think about it, because you're teaching him like, yeah, you can make a little comment here and there, but it doesn't mean that the girl's going to change her mind. Correct. Correct. Get used to it. You don't own us. You oh don't know. Gosh. 
Oh, motherhood is, you know, but it's amazing. I, I will say, I don't want to scare anyone off. Um, as hard as it has been, mm-hmm. as, as nights that I have cried <laughs> to myself to sleep, and that was probably last week still happening. Um, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy for those, of the, for those women who are not mothers yet, mm-hmm. or who are not in that journey yet, or who may not want to be in that journey ever, that we talk about all this negative stuff and still say that it's completely worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, the love that we have for our children, the ability to be able to create someone that can change this world. Mm-hmm. And that has been my focus. At this point, I'm raising children so they can make this world a better place, mm-hmm. but for their own happiness, you know, and they are guinea pigs. It is our little experiment. I mean, it really is. You know, the first one didn't go as planned. Right, <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. He is an amazing kid. You know, if he ever listens to this, I, I will say Angel's an amazing kid. Mm-hmm. I We raised him the way, what he's doing now, a lot of it is exactly what we expected him to step up and do what he needed to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wish he understood that didn't mean that he had to do it on his own and without his family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, these are lessons he's going to have to learn. The foundation's there, the level, oh, I will always be here no matter what. Exactly. But I will not be a punching bag for anyone. No, that's when boundaries come. What? That's where boundaries come. That's where boundaries come. Exactly. They're not always going to like it, but it is what it is. Part of growth. And as time progresses, I am wiser. I'm more collected. Me quedo callada cuando no tengo nada bueno que decir que no va a edificar la conversación tampoco. Porque la actitud a los problemas y los momentos difíciles Como tú lo, como how you approach them will make a difference on how you can work through them. It's not always going to open the doors to have a conversation and resolve whatever issues are happening. Well, and not only that, you know, words, you know, sometimes if not always hurt more than physical. Mm-hmm. And there are some things you just can't take back. Exactly. And I said it to my kids sometimes. I will always forgive, but that once you once those words are spoken, they're there. But and you they can take hurt. that back ever. And you cannot take that back ever. And that's a hard lesson to swallow. I know that I've probably did it to my own parents at one point or another because I'm not a saint or mm-hmm. someone else. And that's something that I teach my kids every day. Like words matter, you know. And there are some things that as children, of course, I'm going to look the way because of the age. But once you become teenagers and young adults, this mm-hmm. is what these kids think. That our unconditional love means that we are your punching bag, that we will take everything you say and do, that we will not be angry, that we will always be there in the exact same way. No, I will always be here, but things will change. My boundaries will change. Mm -hmm. My trust will change because now I got to protect my heart because Mm -hmm. now I know that when you speak words, they're going to hurt me. Exacto. Y ellos tienen que aprender eso. It's not acceptable. Me being your mother and loving you forever doesn't mean that you get to break my heart every chance you have a tantrum. Exactly. And I'm not saying that's what's happening, but I'm saying like in general, we we have to continue to teach our children, even if they're older. And even if they're angry at us. I'm being. You got to give room. You know, we got to, if you love me and if you want your parents in your life, you got to give room for growth. Mm -hmm. You can't sit here and come tell me all the wrongs I've done right? I'm the type of mother that I will listen. I'm not perfect. My own daughter, my 10-year-old daughter the other day taught me such an amazing lesson. And mm-hmm. I said to her, thank you. And I appreciate that. And I want you to push me because I'm, I'm very strong will and I will push you. Right. So if you push me, my, my, my comadre the other day, I was talking to her and she said that to me that she told her daughter 
and, and her daughter's a teenager now. And I just think that's so smart because we are very strong-willed and very often we'll put that in our children, mm-hmm. right? Not realizing it, you know, we're, we're doing things as we're running, we're moving mm-hmm. so quickly, all of us that we're just saying here, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. But if you stop me, if my daughter, like she did the other day, stopped me and said, Hey mom, I didn't like this. I don't appreciate this. She's Good. 10 years old. I freaking love that. That's exactly what I want. Yes. Our children teach us all the time. Exactly. I want her to learn how to do that with everyone in her life, mm-hmm. respectfully. Exactly. And then give me time. Kindness. And kindness. And then give me time to learn, grow, and do it differently next time. Because that's the time I give my kids. It's like they think that we're, we got these superpowers. Hmm. We're humans. We have the same feelings you do. Mm-hmm. And we're still also growing and learning. We're not done. Right. Look, the other done. day, yo me levanté por la mañana y no hay cosa que me agite más que ver la cocina regar. La noche antes, yo estaba que yo no podía con mi vida. I don't even remember what I had done during the day, but I was exhausted. And I told the kids, because I usually clean the house during the day when I'm in meetings. Yeah. When they're at school. So la casa, cuando ellos llegan, siempre está recogida. Yeah. So that day, I couldn't do that. And then I went, I was going to bed and I knew there were some dishes in the sink. And me, I was like, oh, I got it. I'll do it. I was like, okay. Y me fui a dormir. Al otro día por la mañana, I'm thinking it's al otro día por la mañana. Me levanto y yo veo trastes en el fregadero y Mia se está cepillando la boca. And I'm like, Mia, I thought we had this conversation yesterday. So instead of her arguing with me, she was like, okay, I'll do it when I get home from school. I drop her off. I wish her a good day, whatever. When I get back home, I'm like, wait, what's today? The whole conversation about her doing the dishes was two nights before. Why did I think it was the morning I was yelling at her? I have no clue. <laughs> I didn't even think that's where it was going. Oh my no, God. Yeah. So when I, when I pick up Mia, the first thing I did was Mia, I want to apologize because you didn't deserve that this morning. It wasn't your turn to do the dishes. So I am so sorry. I was yelling at you in the morning. So then we come home and we tell Magalise what happened. And Magalise is cracking up. And I'm like, why are you laughing? And she's like, I don't think I've ever heard you apologize after you yell at one of us, even if it's your fault. <laughs> I'm like, well, first, that's, that's a little harsh. I'm yeah. sure that's not 100% accurate. But second, you see, I'm growing and evolving and I'm trying to be a better mom. So yep. appreciate me and love me. Now go do the dishes because it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> but don't get it twisted. Those still need to get done. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Kids, kids notice. And I think it's important to apologize to kids, you know, because they need to learn how to apologize themselves. Absolutely. And if they don't learn how to apologize them, if we don't teach that, if we don't mimic that, I mean, we, you know, I think a lot of moms, by example, we have to, but I think a lot of moms get confused and think that we have to be perfect. So admitting fault means we're not perfect. True. True. So we have to understand not only are we not going to be perfect mothers, we have to admit fault and we have to joke about it sometimes. So the whole joke about needing therapy, I mean, obviously, clearly, I never wish my children to need therapy, but yeah. if that's the case, I will help you th- pay for I it. I think like, at some it. point we all do need to tap into I that. Agree. I mean, for different exactly. reasons, right? But yeah, right. You know exactly. you mean? Like you don't want them to have to go to therapy because you weren't a good mom. I, I hear yeah. you. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go to therapy because I screwed them up so much or they needed therapy so right. much or I gave them so much trauma. Or, But the reality at the end of the day, we cannot prevent every trauma from happening to exactly. our children. Exactly. And that's I a just hard, saw a story yesterday. That's a hard lesson to, to, to learn and to... Oh, that's, that's a big lesson. What is the word that you accept? Aceptar. Ayer yo vi una historia de esta mamá, esta mamá que murió y dejó tres niños, eh, un accidente de carro. Oh y dejó tres niños chiquitos solos. Oh. Y yo digo, qué cosa más triste, tú sabes, pero yo digo, yo espero que esa mamá, you know, not that I'm saying she didn't, she's a bad mom, no, but no, that no. whatever age your children were, they were at least as sufficient as possible, yeah. right? Because you just never know. And no, the no, same no. thing with my children, trauma, we cannot prevent that. But you know what we can do? Something our generation lacks is learning how to cope with it. Exacto. Learn the, the tools. Learn the, the tools. Teach the the right tools. tools, tools. tools. Yep. To help us through the hard times so that when we have good times, we can truly appreciate them. I will say this. And this is probably towards the end of our thing. I don't know how much more yeah. we have. but We're done. One of the things I do, and I, I, I won't lie, it's not every single night. You know, we try, especially on school nights, we mm -hmm. try to do it almost every night is we meditate with our kids. We're teaching our children how to meditate. Mm -hmm. It's helped me tremendously. And I don't know how else to teach coping at this point. You know, I went to school for psychology. Um, therapy is, you know, the best way to learn how to discern things. But when you can't get to that point yet, because mm -hmm. we all know health insurance and all that, mm -hmm. you know, download an app of meditation. There's a lot of kids apps out there. And and they have, I have seen a change in my children. You know, my, my son moving out, has created a lot of trauma on my children. Last year, I struggled with mental illness. I struggled with depression and anxiety, something eso, I had never dealt with. Perdona que te interrumpa. Yeah. A huge, a huge part of our pain and, and everything we've had to deal with the last year, unfortunately, being the oldest sibling puts you in a different level because you are the example, whether you like it or not. So when you do something that's dramatic and you don't take the feelings of those children into consideration before you do it, the ones that are there to pick up the pieces are mom and dad, if dad is in the picture. So as, as if, if anybody is listening, if you are an older sibling and you still live at home with smaller children in the home, Before you do whatever it is that you're going to do, at Think least talk it. to them. Don't just pack your stuff and leave and break everybody's heart just because you think that's the only way you can leave. Because if you're going to leave anyways, and if you're going to do it anyways, might as well do it in the less painful way for those that you care and love. And for the innocent bystanders on this, you're angry at your parents, be angry at your parents. But, you know, I... I I was the older sibling that left her house. Me too. And it wasn't until I became a mother, an adult, like years, years later, mm -hmm. that my sister and I had a very, very, um, and I hope she's okay with me sharing this, a very, very strong conversation, emotional. And she shared with me the pain she was in when I left. We're six years apart. And even then, mm -hmm. though I apologized and I cried and I felt bad and I felt mm -hmm. what I feel is empath, empathetic, right? Mm -hmm. it wasn't until now this summer that I've seen my small children suffer when their brother, big brother left that I didn't realize the depth of the pain I probably caused my sister mm -hmm. because, and with my sister, she was left 
with my parents' divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, I left and my, pa- my parents were still together. They were in the middle of a divorce, but they were still together. <laughs> I left my sister with that mess mm-hmm. where my, my, my children, at least here, are left with two loving parents. We're still together, right? Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been an easy, an easy road. And that's been the hardest. Mm-hmm. And I said this to my son too. I said, you can hurt me. My love is unconditional. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. But when you hurt my kids, even if it's your, if you're one of my own kids, and you're wrong, no hay problema. Hay problema. Como decimos en Puerto Rico, huevos se va a poner a peseta. Ya es diferente, por eso, you know, if you're here, if whoever, you know, any young elder siblings that are listening and in, are in similar situations or ever find yourself, think of that because they're the innocent bystanders and in all this, mm-hmm. and it's and there goes my motherhood because now we have to deal with that trauma that we didn't cause. Or maybe we were part of it because obviously something's happening, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just hard. And I'm not saying if you're thinking about moving out, don't move out. I'm oh, not yeah. trying to tell people no, what no. to do. I'm just saying, just take into consideration the feelings of your siblings and your younger you and know, how you feel it. kids in the home. Because we went from a household of six people to a household of four. And it might not seem like a huge difference. It is a big difference. Oh, that's a huge difference. It I is think. a very big difference. We only lost one and it's been a huge difference in this household. We feel it. We feel yeah. it. I miss my son. We miss our son. I mean, that's just, our, and you're right. We're not, the message isn't here. And even for my own son, he was almost 21. Of course he's going to move. I don't want people thinking course, that I'm yeah. really mother. I mean, I got Before, married. I left my house and I joined the military. It doesn't get more dramatic than that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's the way things are done. It's the way you handle things as a young adult, the way you do things. You know, yeah, you might feel you don't have to show gratefulness and you didn't come to this, you didn't ask to come to this world. But you know what? I've raised my kids that if somebody does something to for you, mm-hmm. you show gratefulness. Just be and appreciative and don't say anything that is not going to contribute any value to the conversation. Pero eso viene con los años. Eso viene con los, yo le estoy enseñando eso a mis hijos desde ahora también, los chiquitos. Yo le digo al chiquito mío, a todo, si lo que van a decir, if it's not kind, helpful, or necessary, it does not need to come out of your mouth. Cállate, cállate. It really, it's just really not, and that's to each other, to any human. You can't just say, oh, it's necessary to tell you, you're excuse my language, oh my gosh. Right, right. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, is, this is a, a, a rated R, R podcast. But yeah, so, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to motherhood. It's not for the, it's not for the, what is it? The week of heart? (laughs) Definitely not. And if you have anxiety, take care of that shit before you start having kids. Yes, please. That is a must. That is a must. So that's why, again, we go back to why it's important to have children when you're older, because Mm -hmm. then you know more. But if you're already there, get get to therapy. Hurry up, run, don't walk. (laughs) Don't walk, sprint. Sprint. Ay, amiga. Ay, amiga. I thank you so much for joining me today and for taking the time to do this. I know you're so busy and the kids are still home. So, and you have an appointment yes, you need to run to. So, yes, thank I have. You. It's not a virtual one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you all for your time. If you enjoyed this podcast, pueden suscribirse y dejar sus reviews. Tienen ideas o preguntas, déjenme saber que yo haré lo posible por crear nuevos episodios con información o experiencias relacionadas a su request. Como siempre, hasta la próxima. Gracias.